Hello and welcome to Bishop Arthur Dixon's podcast. Bishop Arthur Dixon is a true son of Bishop Daguerre Mills and the convener of Jesus is the Rock Church, a denomination under the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Listen and be blessed as he shares with you deep messages from the Word of God. Father, we give you glory this morning. Have your way. Have your way in our midst. And let Jesus be exalted this morning. In Jesus' name, and all said, Amen. Oh, and all said, Amen. Put your hands together. Oh, a better hand clap for Jesus. A better hand clap for the Master. Oh, a better hand clap with a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, I welcome you all this morning to our inspiration service. I am certain that you will never leave the same. Amen. Oh, I said amen. This morning, I want to continue teaching you on tithing. Tithing. Hallelujah. Why non-tithing Christians become poor and how tithing Christians can become rich. Amen. Now, I began by sharing with us on the bad thoughts of non-tithers. The reason why people don't tithe. The mindset that people carry around that hinders them from walking in this revelation and walking in this truth. I began to share with us last week. Amen. The first thing we learned was that non-tithers, bad thoughts of non-tithers, one of it is that I earn too little to pay tithe. I earn too little to pay tithe. That's how they think. That, oh, the money that I earn is not that much. How can I pay tithe out of this? Is God that wicked that the money that is not enough for me he is going to take a tenth out of it. That is the mindset. Hallelujah. But I pray for you in the name of Jesus that God will erase that mindset. You will rather have a revelation about how your obedience to it will yield for you the blessing of the Lord towards you. Amen. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7. The Bible says that for us he thinketh in his heart. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. So as he thinketh in his heart, you are a reflection of what you are thinking. Amen. I said you are what? You are what? A reflection of what you are thinking. You act because of the way your mind is working. When your mind is working in a certain way, that is how you act. And the Bible is saying that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That is why sometimes, like I said, when you cut people off guard, 
what comes out of them, the words that comes out of them, is actually what is coming from their heart. Sometimes when they are caught off guard, then they say that, oh, I was just joking. But no, they are not joking. That is actually what is in the heart. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what you think can either make you go on the right direction or on the wrong direction. The way your mind is working will lead you either on the path of righteousness or on the path of sin. As a man thinking, so is he. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, Philippians 2, verse 4, the Bible says that look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Verse 5, let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus had a mindset. There was a mind that he carried whilst he was in the flesh. And the Bible is teaching us that this mindset is a kind of mindset you must have. What is that mindset? It says, being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant. Yes, Jesus is God. But when he put on flesh, he made himself of no reputation. Hallelujah. And the reason why he made himself of no reputation was so that he can yield to the instruction of his father. Sometimes when you are carrying a certain mindset, it makes you not to submit to the truth. It makes you not to submit to the word of God. Can you imagine when you have a mindset that me, I'm a bishop, so I'm above the word of God. Listen to me. You may be a bishop. You may be a pope. You may be a reverend. You may be a right reverend. You may be whatever. What you must know is that no matter the title that you carry, you are subject to the word of God. The word of God is way above you. And the word of God should be your guide. Your word, the word of God should be that which instructs you. That which leads you. The moment you come above the word of God, you lose your focus and lose your direction. And so if the word of God is saying that I need to honor the Lord with my substance, and the first fruit of all my increase, listen, I am subject to that instruction. I don't need to understand what God is saying. What I need to do is to obey. The songwriter said, trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. Listen, it is more costly to disobey than to obey. I said it is more costly to what? To disobey than to obey. It has cost the world a lot by Adam and Eve disobeying. When they 
disobeyed, they enjoyed a short period of pleasure. That short period of pleasure was enjoying the fruits. And after enjoying the fruits, everything turned upside down. So the cost of disobeying is what has brought us this far. Jesus needn't have come if they had obeyed. But Jesus now had to come and put on the form of flesh. To die on the cross, to submit himself to men that he had created. He went through all that he went through and you are going through what you are going through by the disobedience of one man. So by your disobedience to the word of God and to the truth of God's word, you expose yourself to danger. I'm just wondering that a pilot is piloting 500 people in the air from Ghana to somewhere. And then the control tower, where he gets to, the control tower tells him that, listen, you need to come down now. You need to land now. Your fuel is going down. Your fuel is going down. Land now. Land now. Land now. Then they say, oh, why do I have to land now? I can go. I can travel a bit further. And he's instructing you, land now. You know, your disobedience is about to terminate the life of 500 people. You are the one man taking a decision. But by your one decision, other people's lives are in danger. Now, what I'm telling you is that as a father, as a mother, your decision of not tithing has a ripple effect. And the ripple effect is that if your heaven windows are closed and are shut, not only is it going to affect you alone, but it's going to affect your children. How is it going to affect your children? If there is no influence, how do you take care of them? So you don't know that what you are doing and the disobedience, you are actually, and listen, it's not only going to be your children, but it's going to be every person who depends on you. The Bible says about one man's disobedience, sin came into the world. You know, so when I hear people say that, do we pay tithe? Do we not pay tithe? I'm saying that the moment you disbelieve that tithe does not exist anymore, it's just a matter of time. You come and tell us that Jesus Christ didn't die. It's just a matter of time. You begin to see things like, oh, now when you even marry, you must have a lot of concubines because there are a lot of things going on around. And it's more now about feeling and it's not about your obedience to the truth. But the Bible says you know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I pray that somebody is receiving freedom through the hearing of the truth of God's word. Amen. So, the bad thought of an, an untitled, one of it is that I end too little. I end too little. Listen, I, I just read from scripture 
A good example is in First Kings. The Bible talks about one day, a prophet comes to town and sees this widow woman who had nothing, absolutely nothing. And the prophet tells the widow that, make for me cake first. I mean, are you so mean? Are you so wicked that you look into the eyes of a widow and a child who don't have anything at all? Why are you extorting, and that's the word we use, why are you extorting money from this poor woman? But you see something, what it was was that all she needed to do is to believe in the prophet of God. The Bible says that believe in the Lord your God will be established. Believe in, your prophet, in his prophets and you will prosper. What did she do? She obeyed. And then after that, the prophet gave a prophetic direction and told her that, listen, go and borrow vessels. Not a few. And the Bible says that she obeyed. And through her obedience, turn to somebody and tell her, through her obedience. You know, she could have easily said that, you know, I don't know anybody around town. Since my husband died, everybody is not fine to me anymore. I cannot relate with anybody. When I go to the people, they will not give me any vessel. And sometimes those are the excuses we keep giving. But the Bible says that when the prophet told her, go and borrow vessels. Don't borrow a few. The Bible says she obeyed. And then the prophet told him that when you come, shut the door. Shut the door. There are doors of doubt that will visit you. You need to shut those doors. There are many of us, we hear the word of God and read the word of God and doubt creeps our minds. But the Bible says that he instructed him and said, shut the door. Sometimes there are people who come into your life and discourage you. That why are you giving all your money to the church? Why? Why? Why are you not being wise? The Bible says be wise as serpent. You even quote a scripture. And I'm telling you that anytime the devil visits you, you quote a scripture. When he met Jesus, he said, Ha! The word of God says. The word of God says. And then he kept quoting scripture upon scripture. At a point, he said, that, look, if, 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 if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Throw yourself down. Even the Bible says that the Lord will give angels charge over you. The fact that the Lord is saying you give angels charge over you doesn't mean you should throw yourself down. I know somebody who tried. He said that uh, Moses parted the Red Sea. So he went to the lagoon in his village. Even the fact that you are in a lagoon, you are wrong. <laughs> Moses dealt with the sea. He went and then he took a rod and he stretched. Hey, before you took the rod, did you have any encounter with the Lord? Did you have any wilderness experience? Did your rod ever change to a serpent and then back to a rod? What are you talking about? And as he was going, he could see he was drowning. 
but he was operating on foolish faith. He drowned, he was buried. Turn to your neighbor and tell him that we walk by faith, not by foolishness. Hallelujah. So, I earn too little. I earn too little. Matthew 25, 24, the Bible says, Then he said, Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. You see, so clearly you could see that the one who had one talent didn't make any effort at all. Amen. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you will make an effort. You will make an effort. You trade with whatever the Lord blesses you with. The second mindset, bad thought of non-tithed is that I earn too much to pay tithe. Initially when I read this, I said, would that be your reason for not paying tithe? But I noticed that people who think they earn too much feel that their tithe will be too huge. Because the more you earn, a tenth of hundred is ten, and a tenth of thousand is hundred. So if I'm earning so much, then it means that I'm going to have to honor God. But listen to me, it is not about whether it's too much or too little, it's your obedience. Your obedience to the word of God is what matters most. Turn to somebody and tell him your obedience to the word of God. The Bible says it is better to obey than to sacrifice. So you see somebody saying that, okay, I mean, God, thousand cities, let me give you 50, 50 cities as tight. After all, when I was earning 100, I paid 10. Now I'm earning 1,000, I'm paying 50. It's more than the 10. He says that honor me with a tenth of all your increase. May God put in us the fear to obey him. Hallelujah. The third mindset is that I am not a fool. How many have heard this before? Or you yourself, you have said it in your head before. I am not a fool. I am not a fool. I will never pay tithe. You are too wise. That's why hell has broken loose over your head. Your wisdom has rather produced more troubles to you than your wisdom, your, your, your foolishness would have. I will prefer to be a fool in obeying God's word and adopt God's wisdom than to be wise in disobeying God's word. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Some of us are too wise. Ask your neighbor, are you the wisest? Are you the wisest? Don't be too wise in your eyes. Hallelujah. I am not a fool. But the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, 
Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think of. So the Bible is even teaching us what to think about. You shouldn't just be thinking about things that will sh- shrink your faith. You should be thinking about things that will increase your faith. So he says, whatsoever things are true, the word of God is true. And you must think on the word of God. Way above your thoughts. Whatsoever things are honest. The word of God is honest. Whatsoever things are just. The word just is righteous. The word of God is righteous. Whatsoever things are pure. The word of God generates purity. Hallelujah. That is what you should be meditating on. That is what you should be thinking about. Amen. Whatsoever things are lovely. Are the words of God not lovely? Sometimes when you are low and you read the word of God, your spirit is elated. Is that not the case? Sometimes when you feel down, when you read the word of God and you get the assurance of what the word of God says concerning your life, you are suddenly alert again and alive again. Sometimes what we love to do is that when we are down, we rather want to listen to people who seem to be comforting us. Oh, but guy knows one try cry. Oh, alright. Look at you. The words you are saying is rather bringing discouragement. Read the word of God and you will get encouragement. Listen, sister. The Bible says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Say the Lord. They are thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. It's not about what you are going through right now. He says he's going to give you a future and a hope. Focus on the future and the hope. And I tell you that something good is ahead of you. By the time you are living, the person is lifted. The person is encouraged. Hallelujah. But you see, human beings, we have a slant towards hearing bad things. That is why bad news sells. When you buy newspaper and then you read the thing, uh, the government has uh, uh, built KVIP and uh, the government is building uh, roads and this oh, rainy newspaper, then you close it. What are you looking for in the newspaper? You are looking for somebody being prosecuted for stealing money. Bad news. I pray that may you train your mind only to listen to whatsoever things are true. Oh, yes. You are with somebody, the person just bought a car. And then you hear, have you heard? What have I heard? Has the guy gotten an accident? No. The guy has received promotion. Uh, True or not true? True or not true? Listen to me. That is why Philippians 4, 8 is teaching us that there are things we should start thinking about. There are things that must occupy our minds. There are things we must train ourselves to listen to. Sometimes we are excited when things are going not well for people. But listen to me, you must rather think that things should be well for people. Say amen. 
you came for a wedding and then whilst you were sitting down, he said, ah, I can't believe that this guy, this girl has gotten a, a husband. Now me grabbing your husband or knowing your husband. You see, that's how the human being thinks. And yes, small crowd, nice guy. Ah, Ebeke, Sawarian Ebecha. Oh, two, why? Why is your mind working that way? Tell to your neighbor, ask him, why is your mind working that way? Tell him you are moving out of that state in the name of Jesus. You are going to think on what is pure, what is true, what is just, what is of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Oh, for me, the joy, one of the joyous moments in my life is to see how God is blessing people in the church. I get so excited that as they are hearing the word of God and the word of God is staring in them a faith and is causing them to advance. That is my joy. I see people and they are rising up doing the work of God. I see people, they are rising up becoming pastors. I see people determined to advance. That is my joy because I do not focus on the evil. I focus on those things that are pure. May God change your mindset. I say, may the Lord change our mindset. May we choose to think of the right things. Why are you saying that I'm not a fool? You know the time you are paying, when you look, can you buy a shoe? Can you buy? If we put it together, it will take a long time to buy a shoe. Let alone to build a church building. So when you are even talking, you should analyze that. Look, God rather wants to honor you and bless you. Why are you preventing God from honoring you and blessing you? Anybody who is living on salary, I want you to know that salary has never made anybody rich. You didn't hear what I said. What did I say? I said salary has not made anybody what? Yeah. You were earning 2000 It wasn't solving your problems. And you thought when you earn 5000 to solve your problems. But when you earn 5000 you see that your taste buds also change. Turn to somebody and ask, has your taste bad changed? Let it remain the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you used to wear ordinary shirt. Immediately, immediately you started saying, yeah, I want Gucci, Gucci. Look at you. I want to wear Gucci. So now, it's like you are a branded human being moving around. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. They're, they're branding. Uh, Prada, uh, handbag, uh, Cartier, uh, uh, whatever. Glasses, uh, what, what, what earring, what earring, uh, what earring, Dior earring, hey, you were using Tonali and you were very, very happy. 
Turn to somebody and tell the person, think on the right things. Number four. You see, we are learning the mindset of those who don't tithe. He says, I'm, a, I'm not a fool. I'm not a fool to give my money to the pastor to, to live a, a, to you. Ah, bah. You are too much above that. Number four, my hard-earned money is not being properly used, so I will not pay tithe in this church. That word properly used is that money should be distributed to the poor in the church. So you suggested it, and it doesn't seem like the pastors are trying to do what I said they should do. You watch around and see that those who have been distributing money to the poor have the poor become better. You see, when you are giving money to a poor person, you are doing the person a disservice. Rather change the mindset of the person. And when the mindset is changed, when you even give him a little, because the mindset has changed, he can generate that is where the word of God comes in. That is why Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Why? When the poor receive the gospel and their mindset changes, they are on the road to prosperity. Yeah. They are on their way to prosperity. So what the poor need is the gospel. Though he was not a sinner, he became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. He became poor so that we'll become rich. So Jesus' coming is to totally transform our spirit, our soul, and to transform our lives entirely if we decide to walk by his truth. Hallelujah. In Psalm 131 verse 1, the Bible says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. You know, immediately your mind begins to work that way that my heart and money is not properly used. it would definitely prevent you from doing what God expects you to do as a Christian. Hallelujah. There are people who think that their donations are not being properly used. True or not true? Some people think that the church should go into various kinds of investment. And I spoke to you about Habobo last week. You remember that man who was about to kill himself? Some feel that we should go into an investment or insurance company. You know, when you set up an insurance company, at least all the church members will be insured. Hey! We are in this Ghana. I said we are in this world, Ghana. When we have seen people who seem to, like, eradicate our poverty, and they give us returns more than what we give. 
And with time, we don't know where they passed. You know them. Many years ago, we had something called what? Piram. And then we had resource what? 5,000. Then we now have what? Men's gold. Now, the same thing has been introduced and reintroduced to you. And the devil is winning. Because, you see, we cannot even figure out that this same thing is about to destroy our lives. Listen, when you are hasty to be rich, the Bible says you have an evil eye. When somebody introduces something to you and the thing is too great to be true, you must know that is not the truth. One day, I know somebody. Somebody told you that, listen, I want us to enter into a business. When you put 5000 in, you are going to make $2 million. Wow. I mean, is it magic or what? So the person calculated 5,000. I'm going to make $2 million. So when I put in 110,000, you see how we do our calculation? We count our chicken before they hatch. Hey! And this woman went to the bank. That time there was a particular bank. I don't know whether they are still there. I think they are, they are still there. She went to the bank. When she went, the systems were down. This woman was angry with the bank, but it's a useless bank. I'm coming to take all my money. I need money to go and do one, two, one, two. He didn't know that God was shutting down the system to prevent her from someone. Then she moved to another place. And then that, that, that bank too, the system was shut down. So he got angry and called a friend and listen, I need $110,000. I'm using it for something. Quickly, when the systems come up, I'll write a check and send it to you. Immediately, the person told him, you know what? So when you are bringing the money, number one, put it in a uh, uh, briefcase. Number two, drive to Kaswa. Number three, when you get to the uh, Kaswa bridge, there's a uh, whatever over the either flyover bridge, you know, park your car over there. Number four, the people will be parked on the other side. Number five, take the, the, the briefcase. So, I mean, is it, when, when you have an evil eye, you start walking in foolishness. You cannot discern when somebody is about to destroy your life. And then she walked, crossed over, gave the money and everything, and then took it. And the person was saying that they were going to deal in filters, filters. I don't know, this mining, mining company filters for the big trucks. When she even came back, it was like toilet roof, the inside, the thing that is inside toilet roof. You see, when the toilet roof finishes, aha. Uh -huh. She couldn't tell anybody. She couldn't tell anybody because she felt that they had made too much of a fool out of her. No, they are the so one day I just went to, I heard it from somebody in London that this is what has happened to this person. Then I went there to just go and console her. I said, oh. He said, the police, the police are looking. I said, oh, what are you talking about? You know cases that the police have been searching for the past 30 years. What are you talking about? By the time they find the person, you are not alive if you don't know. 
May God deliver us from having an evil mind. Amen. So they'll say, let's go into investment. Can the church not do this? Can the church not go into credit union? Listen to me. The church is grand by the word of God and by the wisdom of God. Oh, can the church not go into credit union? And we have seen time and time again, credit union has brought separation, has brought problems to people because somebody's mother died, this person, they didn't give the money that they were supposed to give. Somebody's uh, father's friend died, they didn't do this. Somebody's sister died, they didn't do this. And then there is confusion in the church. Credit union. See, that's how your little mind is working. We appreciate how your little mind is working. But allow the wisdom of God to rule. In Jewish law, according to the Ezekiel, there are different degrees of giving. One level of giving is when you know the recipient of the money. But there there is is a higher level. level. Everybody say a higher higher level. level. A higher higher level level at which which you give give without without knowing who receives the money. It is time to mature in your giving. Sometimes you have given money. Your eyes are following the money like that. Why? The people have collected your taxes. You are not complaining. You are driving on a, 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 a safari. You are not complaining. You are so used to the safari. And in the church, we are using the monies to build buildings. Can't you see the buildings? Can't you see it? You know, sometimes I get amazed. I, sometimes I go down there. You know, when I come to church, one of the things I like to do is to go from room to room to check how the people are keeping the place and all that. And you go, you get into one of the rooms and somebody who's not got air conditioning in his house has had a meeting there and has left the air conditioner on. He's never used air conditioner before. But he's left the air conditioner on and the air conditioner is just blowing just like that. Because the mind is not working correctly. You didn't understand what I said. And then those same people come and say that, ah, the money, this is it. You see, you, you have generated bills for the church. You have generated a lot of bills for the church. By your negligence of after finishing the meeting, putting up the air conditioner. The room is quiet. Turn to somebody and tell him, grow up, sister. Number five. The pastors are using our money to buy cars and houses for themselves. So I will not pay tithes to finance their extravagant lifestyle. That is the bad mind of a non-tither. That's how non-tithers who don't pay tithe do. You let us start calculating your tithe and see when we'll finish by paying for a house. 
Or what we'll do is that that tithe that you say you are paying, we'll save it for you, for you to buy a house. And see when you will buy a house. It is the devil who puts in our thoughts these evil thoughts. And the reason is because he knows that God will deliver you out of the state you are in if you obey his word. So you do everything possible to make you work or walk contrary to his word. But I pray that today the Lord is bringing deliverance to somebody. He's bringing deliverance to somebody because you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Say amen to that. Number six, all pastors are con men and thieves. So I will not pay tithes. Do I look like a con man? Does Bishop Doug look like a con man? Do the pastors over here look like con? Marilyn, they say you are a con woman. (laughs) Do we look like con people? Honorable people sacrificing our lives. Standing in the gap praying for you. You have no idea how I pray for every one of you. Praying for you that it shall be well with you. Visiting you. Taking care of you. You are now calling me a comma. What have I called? Beef. <laughs> Come beef. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Dear friend, you will get into serious troubles with this kind of thinking. You are going to get into serious trouble. Why do you crucify the good with the evil? Could it be that all pastors are thieves? Is this not what the Jews did to Jesus Christ? They crucified a thief and a pastor together. Haven't you noticed? There were three people on the cross. Two of them were thieves and then they included the pastor too, because they felt that the pastor too was a thief. And that's what is happening now. The same type of crucifixion on the cross is the same type of crucifixion pastors are facing today. Hallelujah. God is having mercy on us. This kind of mindset can destroy our lives, but God doesn't want your life to be destroyed. God wants you to be redeemed. Amen. In Isaiah 5.20, the Bible says, Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. In fact, in psychiatry, there is a term called incongruous. The term is called incongruous. Say after me, incongruous. When we say something is incongruous, or we say incongruity of affect. Affect is your emotions and your expression of feeling. So when your feeling and emotion expression is incongruous, it means that you react opposite to what you are feeling. So when they tell you that you fail the exams, then you throw a party. Hey, Jack, Bumbra, Yenji, I failed the exam. Yeah. When they tell you that you receive money, then you, 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 you start mourning. It's a psychiatric condition. And the Bible is saying that woe unto a person who is mad. That's what the Bible is saying. 
Because you are calling bitter sweet and sweet bitter. You are calling darkness light and light darkness. It means that a person who operates in that is not correct. You are suffering from a condition called incongruous affect. And normally it is found in people who have depression. Or bipolar. Bipolar means the extreme poles. You see, it swings like that. There's one pole here to the depressed state. There's another pole here to the manic face. So you swing. Today you are happy. Tomorrow you are sad. Today it's like suddenly you are, you are laughing with people and then you have squeezed your face. If you are like that, you need help. The Lord is delivering us. Number 10. 10% is too much to give. So I will not pay tight. 10% is too much. Is 10% too much? Is 10% too much? And even if it was too much, I think that you should rather decide that I would rather be an obedient child. Whether it's too much or not too much, I just want to obey God. Hallelujah. Because I've come to notice that uh, no matter how much you earn, it cannot take care of you. No matter what. You need the involvement of God. You need the supernatural help of God. So what you are doing is that once you give God his due, you actually allow the supernatural to affect your natural life. So heaven now begins to take over your life and heaven makes way for your life. Supernatural. Turn to somebody and tell him supernatural. How many want the supernatural to take over your natural? Oh, yes. Hey, because sometimes you can see the bills. When the bills are coming, you can see that you need the help of God. Without the help of God, you cannot make it on your own. Oh, yes. The bills I'm talking about are not bills for hair and acrylic. Normal bills. Let alone do the acrylic hair. So that's how come there's problem. Because you can't take care of the normal bills. So you don't look towards the acrylics. And then the acrylic people too don't get happy. And when they are not happy, everybody will not be happy in the house. I'm telling you. Look, if you are a man, eh, from today, learn from this. Make your wife happy. Everybody will be happy in the house. You want to deal with happiness in your house? Just let your wife be happy. Everybody will be happy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for this. Oh, yeah. My God. Every, everybody will be happy. You see, even if you don't have her, still make them happy. Make them happy by saying it in a certain way that can, will make them happy. Now, I mean, it's can. I do you know you school fees. Well, look at this. If you say, if you speak to your, your wife like that, you think she'll be happy. Sweetheart, don't worry. Something will happen. A miracle will happen. A miracle will happen. God will help us. I have I've done something and I'm, I'm expecting something. And when it comes, listen to me. I'll cover you with gold. I'll cover you with gold. Give the person some hope. Give the person some hope. 
Only make sure that the hope is not deferred. Because hope deferred makes the heart sick. Oh, rapper now, we are on canoe Hey, because sometimes it's a man who can give hope. They give you hope. Uh, then it's like, when you go and say, ah, menkai. <laughs> hey! You better remember. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Alright? Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Turn to somebody and tell him God is not mocked. Yeah. God is not mocked. God is not mocked. If you say that the 10% is too much, you will see that you are mocking God and you cannot mock God. If you try to mock God, you mock yourself. Amen. Number eight, I am broke, so I cannot pay tithes. I've seen time and time again, people boldly and confidently saying that I'm broke. And so, you see that the money comes in trickles, or the blessings comes in trickles. So, say, oh, maybe somebody just blessed you a thousand cities. I'm broke. Five hundred. I'm broke. Your I'm broke means that they said they are not going to pay your salary for three months. That's I'm broke. But the Bible says, honor him with all your increase. The 500, take a tithe and honor him with it. The 1,000, take a tithe and honor. You are preparing and making a way for God to intervene in that situation. I'm broke. Turn to somebody. Are you broke? Are you Mr. Broke? Or Mrs. Broke? Don't let those words be your words. Don't enjoy using those words. The worst you can do is I'm low in cash. I'm low in cash, but it will flow soon. It will flow soon. Being broke is nothing unusual. The World Bank estimated that in 2001, there were 2.7 billion classified as living below the line of moderate poverty. 2.7 billion. A world of 7 billion people. 2.7 billion. More than a quarter of the people are broke. So it's a research that has been carried out already. Hallelujah. Don't live your life Around, I am broke, I'm broke. Your wife comes to ask for uh, uh, bread, I'm broke. <laughs> it comes to say that we need to pay electricity, I'm broke. Use your money, I'm broke. Use your money, I'm broke. Look, and I'm telling you that I, I, I have been dealing with things. Use your money, use your money. And is it make the things clear because sometimes the women, I don't know how their minds are. Their money is their money, I'm telling you. And they will tell you that she, he owes me money. Their money is their money, but our, our money is our money. <laughs> true or not true? Man, is it true or not true? Oh, yeah. One day I met a lady, and the lady was telling me, he said, my husband owes me 35,000 Ghana cities. I said, how did your husband owe you 35,000 Ghana cities? 
He said he has always been collecting my money. He's not been paying. I said, ah, is it not both of you your money? He said, no. It's my personal money I put in investment. And I, he made me go to stop my investment to give the money to him. And he said he's borrowing it. You see, the words you use, you say you are borrowing it. That is why he's asking it back, for it back. Talk properly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I blessing somebody in the house? Number nine, I am building a house so I cannot pay tithes. Hey, you are building a house so you can't pay tithes? Then I tell you, you will not pay tithes for a long time. Reason being, I mean, how the money is going to trickle in, when are you going to finish? But you need supernatural intervention. Turn to somebody and tell you, you need supernatural intervention. So as you are honoring the Lord with your tithe, heaven will make a way for you. The Bible says he will cause men to give back into your bosom. I'm sorry, but building a house is not a good enough excuse not to pay tithe. God has never put the building of our personal houses before the building of his house. The Bible says that if you build for the Lord, he will build for you. Building God's house always comes before building your own house. God wants you to have a house. He is the one who can build it for you. Anyway, without his help, you will not live to see the completion of your house. Pay your tithe and receive a blessing on all, all that, you, that do. you do. Amen. Amen. Avoid, Avoid the, the case, case of never completing your project. How many know that when you go around, there are a lot of unfinished projects? A lot of them. But yours will not be included. Because when you start, you will finish. Hallelujah. I said, when you start, you what? You'll finish. Look at Haggai chapter 1. That scripture, look at it. That speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, These people say, The time is not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord to, by Haggai, the prophet, saying, It is time for you, O ye, to dwell in your, your sealed houses, and this house lie waste. Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Ye have sown much and bring in little. Turn to somebody. You've sown much and you bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And ye that eateth earneth wages. Ye that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. That's what happens. When you don't honor the Lord, what you are doing is that spiritually, your bag has holes. Can you imagine trying to fill a basket with water? Have you thought of it before? Filling a basket with water. If you are trying to fill a basket with water, you may never fill it. May it not be that as we are putting in our pocket, the pocket spiritually has holes. May the, may the pockets be sealed in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
The Bible says that you eat, but you will never be uh, uh, satisfied. You drink, but you will never be filled with drink. Huh? You clothe yourself, but you are still not warm. And you earn wages. Wages is salary. And when you earn the wages, you put it in pockets of holes. It will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. I said it will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Number 10. I have a funeral to fund, so I cannot pay tithes this month. I'm going to bury my grand uncle. I'm going to bury my father. I'm going to bury my mother. Listen to me. Be a Christian. Be a believer. Be a doer of God's word. And experience the supernatural hand of God at work. In Deuteronomy 26, 14, he says, I have not eaten thereof in my morning. Neither have I taken away aught thereof for any unclean use. Nor given aught thereof for the dead. But I have hearkened to the voice of the Lord my God and have done according to all that thou hast commanded me. Can you see the scripture? Yeah, he's saying that he didn't eat when he was even, he didn't eat God's money when he was mourning. Neither have he taken anything for an unclean use, nor given aught thereof for the dead. Do you understand? So, yes, I have a funeral. But I still gave what I had to give. Amen. Number 11. I have a lot of debts. So I cannot pay tithe. Do you have people saying that? Do you have people saying that? Most people in the world are in one form of debt or the other. Why do you treat your tithe as a, a beard that can be shaved off? Why do you put God's work after everything you do? Is it nice? Is it a nice thing to do? He says, I watched a film in which Rambo was asked why he had been sent on such a dangerous mission. He answered, because I am expendable. That was a sad moment in the film because of the emotion created by the feeling of him being expendable. You see, when you are expendable, it means you are non-essential. To many people, paying tithe is non-essential. Unneeded and unwanted. Alright? So, never ever say that, look, it is not essential. It is not important. Paying of tithe is very, very important. Amen. Number 12. I am a widow, so I cannot pay tithe. Wow. I am a widow, so I cannot pay tithe. 13. I am a student, so I cannot pay tithe. When I was a student, I paid tithe. I honored the Lord. And I thank God that I learned paying tithe when I was a student. It is my prayer that you also continue to learn paying tithe as a student. Because when you get married, the responsibilities and the demands will be more. Did you know that? Yeah, it will be more. And at that stage of your life, if you have not practiced paying of tithe, it will be difficult for you to pay tithe. May God help you in the name of Jesus Christ. Number 14, I am unemployed, so I cannot pay tithe. 
Listen, when you are unemployed, when somebody blesses you, take a tithe of it and give it. You never know what the Lord will do with that little that you gave. He will make a way for you. Amen. When you are a student, pay tithe. Luke 16.10 He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. When you are a student and you are faithful in paying your tithe, it is most likely that when you earn salary, you will pay tithe. Amen? Many, many people in this world have no jobs. But one way or another, they are sustained in this world. You will never find somebody who's not got a job saying that I'm not eating. There is always provision, true or not true. Yeah, there's always provision for food. Amen. How is it so? The same God who made provision is the same God who when you obey his word, you make provision for your life. Hallelujah. Number 15. I am retired and on pension so I cannot and will not pay tithe. Hey! One thing that baffles my mind is people who have labored so hard and in their real working life you know they had command and control over many things and just a matter of time these same people are even looking for people to send they cannot get one day i visited a couple the whole house huge house it was empty it was only them yeah and i said hey it's not easy I mean, it's like when one of them says that I want water to drink, the other person will have to. The water, by the time she comes, the person will die out of thirst. It is a blessing to have people around you. I said, it is a blessing to do what? To have people around you. It is a blessing. Hmm. 16. I give my money to help the poor. And to do other humanitarian projects. So I do not need to pay tithe. Eh? Oh, you know, pastor, the other time I had to go and give the orphanage in uh, Swedro this amount of money. So that's how come I didn't pay my tithe. Listen to me. Doing good things is good. It's a great thing. But it does not replace tithe. It cannot and it will not replace tithe. It's like saying that, um, please, I, 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 I went to pay some monies at the orphanage, so my business, please don't tax me. There's no tax. You would see that social responsibilities is not the same as paying your taxes. It may help. That thing may relieve you of something. But it doesn't replace the main thing. Oh, accountant. Very true. Very true. Accountancy is very true. All right. Matthew 23, 23. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. May we do the right things. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and tell him, may you do the right things. 17. I don't want anyone to know how much I earn, so I will not pay tithe. When I pay tithe, the people calculate and know that I earn this amount of money. How is your mind working, dear friend? Ask your neighbor, oh my sister, 
Ask him, oh, my sister. If it's a brother, don't say, oh, my sister. Say, oh, my sister. How's your mind working? I don't want anybody to know how much I am. 18. I have never paid tithes. And I do not see any curses in my life. So I will not pay tithe. You know, I've heard people say that I've not seen any curse. You see, the very day that God told Adam and Eve that the very day that you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. They didn't die. Did they die? When they ate it, they didn't die. But the seed in them has run from one generation to the other. And you can see clearly that life expectancy has become low, 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 low. Methuselah lived 969 years. Do you think you live 969 years? Now, even when you are 60 years, it's like you are a very old woman or old man. Seven years, you see that people have menstruation. A time will come when you born know the child is having menses. Life expectancy is dying off and going low, 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 low. It was like a word that was spoken is coming to pass. And that is why your life is secured when you are in Christ. When you come to Christ and you live on his word, the word of God will preserve you, will sustain you, and will give you extension of days. I'm telling you. Eighteen. I have never paid tithes and I do not see any curses in my life so I won't pay. Hey, Malachi 3.14 says, Ye have said, it is vain to serve God and what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. You know? So what you are saying is that, look, Charlie, me, I have not seen any curse happening. No, me, I have not seen any curse. Curses, they are so spiritual that you can't have eyes to see. But you would actually feel it. Though you can't see it, you feel it. Curses are like air. Do you get what I'm trying to say? You may not see curse running in the air physically, but you can feel it. You can feel it in your pocket. You can feel it in your bank account. You can feel it in your health. You can feel it. But God is delivering us from these things because we've chosen to do what we must do. Hallelujah. And finally, 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 when I pay my tithe, I do not see my financial improvements in my life. So I will not pay tithe. Hey, turn to your neighbor and tell you from today, don't have these kind of bad thoughts. It will cripple you from walking in the truth and walking in the word of God. Rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you for your word. And we thank you for your truth. We thank you for your revelation. We thank you that, Lord, as we walk by your word and we follow your word, We are becoming better thinkers. We are becoming better people. 
our lives are being straightened and our lives are being corrected. Our evil thoughts, oh God, is being washed and we are choosing the right kind of thought. I pray for your church. I pray for everyone hearing me. Help us, Lord, to be doers of your word. Deliver us from being hearers only. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, Amen. Now, as we close our eyes briefly, I want to pray for you right now. Somebody invited you. You came all by yourself, but you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want him to be the Lord of my life. From today, I want to follow him. If you are here like that, can you just lift your hand? I'm going to pray for you wherever you are. Just lift your hands. I'm going to pray. God bless you. I can see that hand. Lift your hands. I'm going to pray for you. God bless you. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. Wherever you are, lift it up high. Today is your day of salvation. Tomorrow might be too late. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you've lifted your hands, I want you to do another thing. Walk to me. Come to me right now. Come, 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 come to Jesus. Come, come. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Jesus wants to give you rest. God bless you. Put your hands together for them as they walk forward. God bless you. Come, 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 come. Jesus said, Suffer not these little children to come unto me. For this is the kingdom of God. Your humility to respond to God's word is bringing you salvation. Come, 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 come. Come to the Lord. Come to the Lord. Oh, put your hands together for them. Encourage them. Somebody needs encouragement to take the best of decision. Somebody needs encouragement. Run to the mercy seat of God. Run, 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 run. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Keep clapping for them. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, there are three more people that I want to minister to. You are not born again. I want you to walk forward. I want to pray for you right now. Three more people. Quickly, 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 quickly. You cannot live without being born again. Today is your day of salvation. Jesus is saying, I love you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. And I cannot look on as you perish and go to hell. And last person, one person. Where is he? Walk, walk to me right now. Walk to me. One person. One person. One person. Walk to me right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Put your hands together. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Precious ones, let's join these wonderful brethren of ours. Let's help them as we pray. Dear ones, today Jesus is delivering you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Lift your hands as a sign of surrender to the Lord. Pray this simple prayer. I say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me and dying on the cross for my sins. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, lost and condemned. 
I cannot save myself. Please have mercy on me. Forgive me of my sins. I want my sins forgiven. I open my heart to you. Come and live in my heart and be the Lord of my life. From this morning, I receive Jesus as my Lord and my personal Savior. I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father, into your hands, Lord, I commit all these precious lives. And thank you that nobody can snatch these ones out of your hands. Thank you that you are causing them to be established in you, causing them to be planted in you, causing them to be rooted in you. I pray for every one of them. Show them great mercy. In Jesus' name, amen.